0: everyone and this is episode eight of season two of going beyond salvation and this this is your host Joseph Robinson and we are sitting in a park in basin Wyoming it's really nice weather today in Wyoming when this is being recorded but I am sitting here waiting for an emergency school board meeting because at the time of this recording This is when coronavirus was going around and everything turned hectic into Wyoming. You know, here in Wyoming. And just everything shut down. So, I'm waiting for this emergency school board meeting before I can head home to Powell. And so, I'm recording this podcast right now. So, it's just interesting to watch how people... Like, as I was talking it to somebody, like, even with the shopping habits of people with the coronavirus, it just shows where their priorities are. And it's like, yeah, their priorities are on toilet paper. So, um, continuing on in our daily reading of... <clears throat> when we go... I'm And I'm not sick... I have allergies, and so sometimes, just depending what I get into, I will cough sometimes. So, I try to stop and cough, but sometimes it doesn't happen. So, I have allergies, and that's what my problem is. So, So anyway, in our daily reading, we've been going through the book of Leviticus, and we are almost done with the book of Leviticus as we finish up, and we are, so, essentially, Leviticus chapter 3 goes over the different feasts that we have kind of just already discussed before. Um, so I'm not really going to go into details on it, you know. There's, you know, the the Sabbath, which is, you know, it's the same today, and it's a day of rest and no work. We've talked about the Sabbath day. We've talked about Passover and unleavened bread. Passover, you know, repre- You know, we've talked about Passover with. Um, the Israelites, when they were in Egypt, it was when they were delivered from Egypt, and the Passover was essentially used for, um, the Passover, you know, it, it pointed to Jesus on the cross, and so when we take communion, that is in replace, it's replaced Passover, and unleavened bread is when, you know, we, you know, unleavened bread, you know, we've talked about that one, um, several times. And, you know, that leaven was meant the, you know, it, it represented evil and that we weren't to, you know, in our own spiritual lives, we're not to produce leaven, you know, that our leaven is supposed to be of joy and of the spirit. And so... And we've talked about first fruits where it was the offering first offering of the the crops. There was the Feast of Weeks, also known as the Feast of Pentecost. Uh, it ended it was at the end of the wheat harvest. And you know, Pentecost, you know, is fifty days. Penna means fifty. And so, then he talks about trumpet blast, the Feast of Trumpets. They, you know, that's, it occurred on the first day of the seventh month. It was probably as a reminder of in a preparation for the, the approaching Day of Atonement, in which we've talked about the Day of Atonement as well, where the priests went in and, you know, sacri you know, made a sacrifice for himself to cleanse his sins and also for the people for any sins that had not been atoned for. And then there was the Feast of Tabernacles and I don't think we've really talked about that one and what that one is, is it was called the Feast of Tabernacles because during this feast, the people, they left their houses and lived in temporary booths or tents made from tree branches, and there are people that still celebrate Feast of Tabernacles. You will see that happen among uh, the Jewish people still. So there's the Feast of Tabernacles, and it was an act reminding the people God's goodness to them during their 40 years in the desert. When they had no permanent dwelling place. And it was also called the Feast of Ingathering. For it celebrated the conclusion of the harvest of summer fruits and nuts. And so that is essentially chapter 23. And then we get into chapter 24. And I'm just going to go through all of 24. Even though it says to end up in the daily reading. End up verse 20. It's just because it it works all out and there's the oil and and bread set before the Lord and uh, the 12 loaves I just wanted to point out represented the 12 tribes of Israel and the Israelites realization that they lived in God's presence and were always to be dedicated to him so and that's how it is in our lives that you know we are the body of Christ and we are to, to live dedicated to, to him all the time. Then we have a story about somebody who blasphemies the name of the Lord. And you see what they end up doing is when he blasphemies the name of the Lord, they actually waited for the Lord to pronounce judgment. And it seemed harsh that he had to die... And, you know, why couldn't he just, um, you know, sacrifice an offering? But I think, you know, God had, you know, this had to be an example of holy and unholy. And it was almost because it was, you know, God's name so holy and it was held so sacred that, you know, he had to be (laughs) stoned and that, and all of that, so... It was made clear that, you know, it was made clear that, that, you know, he just wasn't saying what he wanted to say. Essentially what he was doing was he was saying, you know, that... You know, him taking the name of the Lord in vain. You know, he had to be put to death because he blasphemed the name of the Lord, which is really holy and sacred. You know, and we have to be careful too because the Lord is holy and sacred. And we shouldn't, we have to be careful what we say. And, you know, I really hate it when people say the Lord's name in vain, it makes my gut wrench and all of that, and so, you know, he was living up to what, what the law stated, and, you know, the sin, you know, the punishment, punishment for sin was death, so we see this happening, and, you know, he just reassures, you know, what a lot of these punishments were, and it was, for sin, and it was death, but, you know, we have the gift of life, which is, you know, the cross, which is Jesus through the cross, so we have that, so that's it, really, essentially, for Leviticus today. So, returning back, we, we're we going to talk about Mark today, and we go into Mark chapter 6, and we'll just go through verse 6, which is talking about Jesus. He goes back to his hometown of Nazareth, and we see that he is, he's called, a, he's portrayed in the Gospels as a prophet in a lot of ways, and it's just, it's a, in keeping with the calling of a prophet in the Old Testament. And... You know, the characteristics that identified Jesus as a prophet was he was a man of the Spirit and the Word. He was in intimate communion with God. He gave prophetic predictions. He performed symbolic actions that expressed a zeal for God's honor. And he exposed the hypocrisy of the religious leaders and criticized their adherence to traditions rather than God's word. He shared the pathos and suffering of God over the lost condition of those who refused to repent. He emphasized the ethical teaching of God's word. In in contrast to ceremonial observance, he proclaimed the impending reign and judgment of God, and he was a preacher of repentance, calling people to turn from sin and, and the world to God. And we see this story of him in his own hometown. And it talks about, you know, the people are actually offended and they have a lack of faith. And so Jesus is not able to do the miracles. And I think a lot of it is just because they had seen him growing up and they couldn't, I don't think they could grasp their mind around it because they had seen him as a little boy. And I think a lot of times when you think about it, in your own hometown, like, I know that that a lot of people, it's hard for them to grasp around who I am now, you know, like, I've lost a lot of my old friends from high school and stuff because of my life being different, and they, you know, my life is totally different now, and a lot of people can't grasp that, and so a lot of people can't grasp the faith that we have in a lot of ways so I can relate and you know when you look at offense and lack of faith and when you think of offense you know offense is actually a bait of satan it's actually when you look at the greek word it it means it 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 refers to the bait that was used in traps to trap animals So it's like a bait of Satan. He likes to use offense. And like I'm actually watching a series at our church and it's called The Bait of Satan with John Bevere and it's really good. And offense can actually cause a believer to miss out on so much on God. You know, we could be complaining about our circumstances. It could be, you know, an offense we have around people, offense from our own church pastors. You see, that's why you see so many people leave their their home life you know or their church and they leave and go from church to church sorry I don't know why I said home I said church um but they leave that and so you know my my thing is is not to let when you think about offense and and lack of faith, those are key factors that hinder healing and for signs and wonders that uh, you know you're you're just not allowing the Holy Spirit to move and so I think as believers we have to watch out for that to not allow offense to come into our lives and offense is so easy like it could just be about complaining about your circumstances, you know wondering why you're in this situation. And just, you know, and when you think about that, when you're complaining about your circumstances in a lot of ways, you're actually telling God that he is doing a lousy job and that you can do it better. Or, you know, it's gossiping other people or, you know, just living with your walls up thinking everybody hates you. Those are the kind of things that can hinder God moving in our lives. And it can hinder a church in so many ways. So I just want to challenge people to, to, you know, especially believers to walk away from offense and really think about it and pray about it that to see if they have offense in their lives and lack of faith, you know, hinders the working of miracles, you know, and it still hinders today, you know, failure to believe, you know, such as biblical truth, um, you know, having unbelief about the act of goodness of God on your behalf, uh, having a denial of the functioning available presence of the Holy Spirit and His gifts for day for today or for you personally, it's gonna prevent the Lord from demonstrating his kingdom power. And so and I've seen that before where people like that have hindered the the spirit of the Lord from moving. And so that's just something we need to take into consideration when When we're wanting a move of God is not allowing offense and lack of faith to to come in between us and and the Lord, and so that's something I wanna challenge you with this you know with this is to really i mean just watching this this series about offense, the beta of Satan has really opened my eyes up especially with my job right now and so you know that I've allowed offence to walk in and for myself to complain to God that I could actually do things better than him and I was really on my knees repenting. And so you know, I just wanna say that you know, some that's something we really need to really reevaluate in our lives right now. So and you know, I've been always kind of evaluating to make sure that I don't have a lack of faith somewhere and allowing God to increase my faith in so many ways. And so that's pretty much it uh, for this podcast. It's not very much uh, today, but hopefully there's going to, there's probably going to be a lot more podcasts because with coronavirus, there's been talks about canceling church and just doing church online, Bible studies are getting canceled, and um, possibly our youth group is going to be canceled for several weeks, so I'll have a little bit more time on my hand to really possibly go deeper with these podcasts, maybe have some more bonus episodes, we'll see. I also have a class I'm taking right now, so I'm probably going to also take that time to really, uh, get caught up and we will see what it does for my job you know they were saying news reporters are essential like crew members or something essential employees up on top with firefighters and stuff but I in a small town once you start running out of news then really my thing about it is is I'm just the part-time person so I would actually defer to let the full-time have the stories so I don't uh end up you know you know, so that they would have work and I would just stay home. But we'll see. I don't know what coronavirus is gonna do. Uh but I'm not gonna fear because the Lord is still reigning and he's still sovereign. Everything's in control. This is no surprise to him that this is going on. And so we just can't let fear control us. And so I just wanna pray finish off with a prayer, and and I hope you guys are going to have a great week, and we just want to thank you, Lord Jesus, for, for what you've done on the cross, Lord, and I just pray today, Lord, I just thank you for your sovereignty, that you are in control of all things, Lord, that even though there's craziness in this world, you're just surrounding us with your peace right now, and Lord, I just pray right now over healing over our hearts i'm praying um lord you would just open up our hearts to realize where there are areas of offense and lack of faith lord lord i pray that you just strengthen our faith increase our faith oh lord god and help us to walk away from offense away from the the bait of satan lord and we just thank you for what you continue to do and glorify you and magnify you in jesus name amen Before I close out, there is a daily reading. Our daily reading is Leviticus 24, chapter 24, verse 21 through chapter 26, verse 2. Psalm 32, verse 8 through Psalm 33, verse 5. Proverbs 5, verse 17. Mark chapter 6, verses 7 through 34. So have a great and wonderful blessed day, you guys.